the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Merry Christmas. We know that you're all busy and I hope somebody out there is listening. This is the word to stand on for life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you've tuned in to a very special edition. Paula is here. It's the date day show on Thursday. And I almost said, Paula, this is our last date day show of the year, but it's not. Mm -mm. We have one more next week. This is our last date day show before Christmas. There you go. So you can say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, we'd love your calls and questions. Anything that you have on your heart or mind, 340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvaryessay.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And if you are in your car on the crazy streets out there, uh, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else will be taken care of for you. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. Um, what? Usually, usually what you do is, we have a lot of stuff going on tonight, or we have nothing going on tonight, kind of a thing, and then you give like the update. Well, I'm going to try to be like you. Okay, so tonight at Calvary Chapel San Antonio, we don't really have anything going on, but tomorrow night, we have our Christmas Eve services, one at 4 and the second one at 5.30, and you are all invited. Get here early so you can get a seat. Um, because we are usually kind of packed out. This is a, a extra special um, services, I, I think so. Yeah, our Christmas Eve services are very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain what what happens? Uh, what, well, why don't you explain? Because it's usually a surprise for me. Well, but I, the same thing happens every year. It's just different people. Oh, okay. So um, we have three different testimonies of I think ten minutes each because we like this. Um, night to be just one hour everybody family is together and um we have some worship again the three testimonies and it seems like they always kind of have a kind of a running theme uh, to them but pastor ron for you audience listening people loves to surprise us all so only the people speaking in pastor ron really know who's going to be now. I overheard. And, so. and they, they don't even know who the others are. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. So I just accidentally overheard one of them, but I haven't, you know, disclosed that info. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It's always such a really, really cool time. Um, we're going to have the, the Makasadias uh, doing the worship. And uh, that's, I just, yeah. I could just listen to them all the time. So we, the, the Max and 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 Pastor Lane, as most of you are aware, 
Uh, he's our worship leader, mm-hmm. worship pastor. Uh, but they just recently added somebody to their family. I know. So they got a new singer mm-hmm. in in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, pastor Matthew just got married. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be their their breakout performance. Their debut. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, I, that's, yeah. You should be here, anybody. So, um, and, and you were talking about the Christmas dinner that I we had invited a lot of people to. And there was quite a few people there that I'd never seen before. So... But nobody came up and said they're a radio listening person, but oh well. But it was a great turnout and so much food. It was yeah, incredible. We, we really didn't know what to expect, you know, after taking last year off because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get a hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year, because of the break and then we're in a new new facility, um, we didn't really know what to expect. And I was really blessed by the turnout. I mean, we had a lot, a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so important. It's yeah. an opportunity to be with family, church mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the week is going to be family, family. Mm-hmm. And church family, it's just an opportunity to sit down and, and rejoice over what God has done. Yeah. It's so sweet because, you know, I kind of feel like I have the hookup being married to you, Pastor Ron, but I kind of understood Excuse me. As soon as we get there, you know, Sam, I get Sam did the prayer, but they feed us first, which is just the sweetest thing. But they know that we want to get up and go and say hi to everybody. And so we got to eat first. And then I think we said hi to every person who showed up. It was such a great time. So anyway, um, don't miss next year. Yeah, that's important for me to be able to talk to people Mm -hmm. and especially the people that are quiet and sort of are off by themselves mm-hmm. and people that you don't necessarily recognize. You know, there's so many people that come to the church yeah. that, that unfortunately we don't get to know everybody. Yeah. And yeah. it's a time like that when I can kind of just surprise them and mm-hmm. pull up a chair where they're mm-hmm. sitting and mm-hmm. sit and talk to them for 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy doing that. So yeah. we, we, we got to spend more than a couple of hours uh, just talking just to people. Talking to people. Really so sweet. And we had, you know, we have, Kids from moms are holding them or dads are holding them, you know, on the little slings on the front or the back of their bodies. And then we have um, elderly people. In fact, one of our, our older ladies had a birthday that night, and so we were able to are sing happy birthday. Are you talking about me? Of the older generation. The el- no, when you said elderly people, are you talking about me? Well, yeah, we <laughs> the shoe fits, huh? Yeah, we're in there, babe. So um, it was just a really sweet time, so. Thank you, everybody. But don't miss the Christmas Eve services, 4 and 5.30 tomorrow here at Calvary Chapel San Antonio. And she said one hour sharp, and I mean I keep it to one hour sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, we want people to come, be able to be with church family, then go home mm-hmm. and be with Jesus mm-hmm. and, their, and their family family. So yeah. uh, it's an in-and-out thing, family-style communion we close it with. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to kick off Christmas Eve and Christmas. Well, I had a very interesting week this week. Um, We finished, the ladies finished the Book of Philippians. It's always such a really neat time when we finish a book. So uh, Linda rounded the the message off with us, um, finishing Philippians. And now we're going to be off for two weeks. So no no Monday night studies in any of the services. I don't even think the youth and the junior high are having. Okay, so we're off for two weeks. And then on January 10th, when we come back, it's the women's retreat meeting. <laughs> and then January is all gone. <laughs> that, that's, like it. that's also our baby boy's birthday. My goodness. Yeah, and our grandson's birthday the day before. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. That's Nia's <laughs> birthday, too, on the 10th. Yes. Oh, anyway, and then we're off again on the 17th because of a holiday, Martin Luther King. And then when we come back on January 24th, the ladies will be starting in the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians. So we're excited. So, yeah. Okay, Pastor Ron, we've been talking, the ladies and I, um, after your message on Sunday about 2022 being the best Jesus year ever. In fact, uh, May, the last time she taught, was talking about um, not bringing any baggage um, from 2021 into 2022. And so, of course, the, the just be with Jesus is our, is always the theme around here. But the message you did on Sunday was one yes. One yes. What 
can one yes do? Um, and it was for Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the agony of the cross. And the Christmas message was, who really does deserve the gifts? It's his birthday, and we get the gifts. And you turned that around in such a cool way. I was so, I was so glad I come to this church, Pastor Ron. <laughs> but I was glad I'm married to the guy who gave the message. It was just really, really a good message. One yes, God the Father, uh, you know, asked Jesus would to go. Who's going to save the people? And Jesus says, "I'll go." They didn't draw straws. I've heard you say that before. They didn't draw straws, and he didn't get yeah. the short one. He, he was the loser. He had to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I lost. The Father okay. and the Holy Spirit are high-fiving each other. <laughs> Jesus got it. Yeah. Go, man, go. But anyway, no, Jesus, for the joy set before him, he says, I'll go. And um, so I was just thinking, you know, you said you were talking about um, the gifts we should give the Lord, that one yes. And so I was thinking for the unbeliever, you know, Jesus is always, well, the Holy Spirit is always walking beside us going, psst, 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 you know I love you, right? Psst, you know what you're getting ready to do. It's not right, right? Psst, psst, I have a much better plan for you than you have for yourself. Why are you laughing, Pastor? Because <laughs> you know why I'm, I'm funny, right? I don't, yeah. <laughs> Your psst, psst uh-huh. was more like a psst, psst. anyway for the unbeliever you know jesus is always saying you know come to me i have a much better plan for your life than you have and so for the unbeliever the greatest gift that they can give to jesus is an rsvp in the affirmative you know saying you know what lord i've been trying to live life my own way and i know there's so many times when i I go to bed and the conviction, the guilt, I should say, the condemnation is is getting me. I know the things I've said and done aren't right. And I know being with you would be better. So for the unbelievers out there, say yes to Jesus. You're going to save yourself so much trouble and so much pain for yourself and others. And then for the believers. And that, that was the emphasis of the message, obviously. It's a, a church service, and most of the people here are believers. Mm-hmm. And the real pain for me, Paula, is the believers who won't listen to that, psst, psst, you know, uh, when, when Jesus is saying, hey, I've got more for you. Mm-hmm. And and either we are content um, just knowing we're getting to heaven, um, or um, we, we simply not ready to give up sin. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I'm going to do things my way. And um, the, the the reality is that in either case, um, genuine believers are missing out on things that God has promised them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to turn it around instead of thinking about giving, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's talk about well, what's our responsibility mm-hmm. to give to Jesus yeah. those gifts. Yeah. And for, for believers, um, exactly what you're saying in Galatians 5.13, it says, you, my brother, you are so funny. That was so funny. You said this, my brethren and sisterin. <laughs> brethren. I was quoting King James. Yeah. I urge you, brethren mm-hmm. and sisterin. Yeah, yeah. It says, we were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And that's where you started. You know, humility, you were saying, is very attractive. Um and uh, to walk in humility, um, to serve one another instead of indulging our flesh, which always is serving ourselves. So it goes on to say, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If we loved our neighbor as we loved ourselves, what a great world this would be. Um, But if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And so, um, he's talking to believers here. And so we all know, I mean, I know I'm still a sinner, saved by grace. But um, the Lord has for the joy set before him, come down here and made it possible for me 
not to sin. I have the freedom to sin, but he's made it possible for me not to, and it's much better to um, rightly want to represent him than to live for myself. And so there's that one yes. Yeah, I just think sometimes we we have a tendency to think, well, I'm free. I I can get away with this. But but what we really have to look at is that we're free not to sin. Yeah. Uh, we've been freed from sin, certainly from the judgment uh, that sin causes. Mm-hmm. But we're also free from the power of sin in our lives at any given moment. Yeah. And when we're not exercising our freedom for that purpose, we're the ones who are missing out. Yeah. Um, I was going over my notes and, uh, you know, you were saying instead of... Uh, you know, help me to live for you, Lord, is my prayer from verse 5 last week. But to rid yourselves of anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Um, do not lie to each other because the new self is made in the image of our creator. Instead, to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, um, humility again, gentleness, patience, forgiveness. Um, and I was just thinking, you know how... Um, when we get gifts, this is the gift exchange. I'm going to talk about gift exchange. <laughs> you know how we get people who sometimes they don't really know us, but they want to get get you a gift. Um, and the enemy, he knows us. He knows our flesh and how we are. And he gives us crummy gifts. He gives us gifts like sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Because he knows that those who live like that will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's his plan. He gives crummy, crummy, crummy gifts. And so, for us... But our flesh loves those gifts. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Sometimes they re- it really does. Um, but Jesus, these are the gifts we can... We can say, because that's what you were saying, give the Lord those ugly gifts, because that's what he came for. He came to save us from our sins, from our flesh. And so if we could take those ugly things that he died to free us from, and we already really are freed from them, but in order to walk in the fullness that the Lord has for us, he says, give me all that ugly stuff. Give it. I took it all on, on the cross already. Give it back to me again. You know, Paula, one of the things, and you you deal with this a lot in counseling as well, but, but people say, well, God, take this away from me. Take this away from me. And and my response is always, he already has. Yeah. He's done that. Now, Colossians 3, read yourselves of it. You know, he's He's freed you from it, mm-hmm. but, but, but you've got to let go of it. Yeah. And you've got to walk away from it. Yeah. And if you're unwilling to do that, then you're going to be bound by it. It's, we've got the free will to make that choice. But the reality is that, that, that we have to recognize that the power of God has already been delivered to us to rid ourselves of these things. Mm-hmm. We only have to supply the obedience and the desire to do so. Yeah. And, um, and that just opens up a relationship with God that, that far too many Christians Uh, Perhaps even most Christians never really get to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know how the Lord will kind of put a song in your heart. um, And even going over this message, that song, This is my desire to honor you. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. Yeah, All that is within me, I give you praise. Um, All that I adore is in you. This, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Did you want me to sing the chorus with you? <laughs> you could harmonize with me if you could just come on in there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, we want to. We should want to please the Lord for all that He's done for us. The gift of His, His Son, His Son, Jesus. The yeah. gift of His life. And, and additionally, He's given us the gift of faith, which is all we need to be able to appropriate those promises. Mm-hmm. And and I just think. We don't realize in totality what God has done for us on the cross. And I think too many of us, we think, if I'm tempted, I have no choice but to give in. Mm-hmm. When in fact, he's provided a way out mm-hmm. so that we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And we've been delivered mm-hmm. from the, the the necessity of sinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're flesh, we're in a struggle. But too many of us who are 
beaten up by the same kinds of sins over and over. I, I spent a long time talking in the message last Sunday about anger and rage and and uh, being unkind, just those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a choice that we make every day. We can be who God wants us to be. We can be like Jesus or we can be who we are. Well, we've been delivered from who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I want people to get more than anything else mm-hmm. is is the old is gone, the new has come. Mm-hmm. And if the new has come, the behavior of the new man or the new woman in Christ um, should then be identifiable as as just being with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if we'll do that, uh, life is so much richer. And uh, my whole point was, how about we give Jesus, it's his birthday. We call it Christmas. Yeah. It's his birthday. Mm-hmm. How about that's the gift? Yeah. Therefore, brethren, sister, and I urge you in view of God's mercy, in view of everything he's done, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. If you do that, you can't be angry. If you're with Jesus, you can't raise your voice. If you're with Jesus, you can't um, um, be greedy. If you're with Jesus, you can't be inconsiderate or rude. Um, kindness and gentleness, those are the kinds of mm-hmm. things. Now, we've got people, uh, men in particular, Paul, who think, well, well, that's not the way I was raised to be a man. It wasn't the way I was raised to be a man either. Mm-hmm. My dad taught me to be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him looking at me and saying, Ronnie, you're going to be small. Mm-hmm. So if you're about to get in a fight, you get in the first blow mm-hmm. and you know, make sure it counts, mm-hmm. all those kinds of mm-hmm. things. And he, he would say, you've got to be tough. If you want things in this world, you've got to take it. Mm-hmm. That was the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. And my dad raised a jerk. Mm-hmm. When Jesus saved me, mm-hmm. I was freed from jerkdom. <laughs> and, and all I had to do then was walk in the spirit, and suddenly I could be kind. I could be nice. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see the best in people and look for the best in mm-hmm. people. And it is an entirely different way to live and I'll go so far as to say it is a Jesus imitating way mm-hmm. to live our lives. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't, I think too many of us, we disassociate our personal responsibility in our day to day, hour by hour and minute by minute lives from uh, just being with Jesus. Yeah. 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 I was raised to be an angry black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Strong, independent. Don't anybody tell me what to do, you know, not trusting anybody, you know, looking at people always with uh, what's what what she got going, you know, you know, what are they thinking? What's the motive behind? Why she say that? <laughs> just cynical, skeptical, just mad. People allowed to get me. I'm a victim. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old way of living. Oh, yeah. And, and yet that's very fashionable mm-hmm. in the world that we live in. Oh, now. yeah, yeah. Yeah, why can't I be the past? <laughs> yeah, no, in fact, we were talking to a, a young lady today, because it is Christmas, Jesus' birthday, and she talked about having a Christmas party, you know. I hope this kind of convicts some of y'all, because Christmas parties with Jesus at them won't be involved with sexual immorality, impurity, drunkenness, yeah. And um, How many Christmas parties do you think there are going on today and tomorrow? Office parties and things like that. And there's going to be all kinds of alcohol and stuff. That's not a Christmas party. It's not a party for Jesus. Call it what it is. Drunken revelry party. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it's his birthday. Christians ought to be different. Yeah. And that's not legalism Mm-mm. at all. Christians ought to be different. Why would we want to soil Jesus' birthday party? With booze, why would we want to soil Jesus's birthday party with flirting, with with uh, under ugly, the mistletoe, ugly <laughs> ugly language, yeah. anger? Yeah. Um, uh, why yeah. why would we do that instead? Yeah. A Christmas party would be a great occasion to tell everybody about Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one that the season's all about. Yeah, yeah. Jesus gives good gifts, so I, I want to start getting us to think towards the gifts that Jesus gives. He gives us love because he gave himself, and he is love. Gives us joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, Christians, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other. So let me read those 
again, he gives us love. We can love the unlovable. We can love those who kind of get on your last nerve. Some of you guys going to have your relatives over who aren't saved. And we can already say, Lord, fill our house, the house itself, but fill our house, our hearts, because you promised that you've already deposited that love in our hearts for even those who are coming to our home. Um, help us to love them with your love, compassionate, firm, but compassionate. Um, some things cannot go on in a Christian's home that would normally. And um, love them, but love them to Jesus. And we can talk about the rest of them on the other side because I know the time is probably running out a little bit, but joy. Yeah, you know the one I particularly like there, Paula, is goodness. Mm-hmm. That translation, that's that's not a, a, a Ron or a Paula goodness. That's a contact goodness. When you're just with Jesus, mm-hmm. you're just going to find that you're a better person. Mm-hmm. It, it just Jesus rubbing off mm-hmm. on you, which is exactly the way he planned it. Hey, well, we've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Show. We would love any calls or questions or comments you have. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand on for life. The Date Day edition of the show will be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day show. We'd love your calls and questions, any input you might have, 340-9585. Paula, before we get back on track here, um, we have a couple of Christmas birthdays. I'd like to say happy birthday to Amy. She has a Christmas birthday. And then, of course, Javi. Uh, Boo, we love you and happy birthday to you. It's been a pleasure watching you grow into the young man that you are. Paula? Okay. We're going to get back to the to the presents, the gifts that Jesus has given us. Because first, of course, he's given us the Holy Spirit, which enables us to have these others. What a gift, the Holy Spirit. That he he he's the condescender because, you know, the Father stayed in heaven. Jesus went back to heaven, but the Holy Spirit stays here with us, saying, psst, psst. <laughs> 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 um, "You have the gift of love, and you have the gift of joy." You know, I, I never really kind of understood how you could have joy in the midst of of sufferings and stuff like that. But I, I'm really I'm really understanding that better. Um, when you know you're right in the place where the Lord has you, just like Paul when he was in prison, he had joy. And he's, he, all through Philippians, he was, kept saying, you know, rejoice, 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 even though he's in jail, you know, the most uncomfortable of situations at times. And um, yet he knew he was in prison because he had been preaching the gospel. Um, yeah. Prisoner of Christ. Yeah. Not of anybody else, just yeah. a prisoner of Christ. Yeah, yeah. So we can have joy even in the midst of, of yeah. bad things. Now, let's don't go too fast by over those. Okay. Uh, you know, people say, well, well I don't feel loving. Um, that, that's where faith comes in again because we've got to understand that God has poured out his love into our hearts. If you're a born-again Christian, he's made a deposit of his love into your heart. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is have enough faith to believe him and then withdraw. It's like going to the bank. If you've got money um, uh, in the bank, you can go to the bank and say, I need some money, and they'll give you money. Mm-hmm. Um, he's poured out his love into your heart. And so you say, Lord, I'm not doing very well loving them with my love. And he'll say, well, your love is kind of crummy anyway. I don't want you to love them with your love. How about you love them with my love? And 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 the, the power of the Holy Spirit will come over you. And the Holy Spirit to a lot of people, Paula, is a little vague. It's an it. It's a force. What is it? It's Jesus. Jesus said, I will send you another me and he will be in you. And and all we have to do is say, well, well he, if he's in us and he's deposited his love into our hearts, surely we can, by faith, um, um, 
call up that love and and make anybody in this world the object of that love. We don't have to love them inadequately. We don't have to give in to our emotions to hate some people. We can just say, Jesus, you love him so much or you love her so much. I want that love to be washed out over them. Mm-hmm. And then the result of that is going to be the joy of the Lord. Yeah. His presence is the fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, to me, it's so simple. And yet we let so much in this world make us angry. We we fight so hard for our own rights. Um, instead of just saying, okay, Lord, I'm a dead person. I'm walking around by the grace of God, but I'm a dead person. So, Lord, you make me alive. And that changes your whole life. And the way other people respond to you changes immeasurably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Walking walking around in joy instead of walking around in sour lemon face. Yeah. Just know? people are angry now. We talked about that in the message last night. People yeah. are angry. Yeah. And... Um, if you're walking around and you're angry about things, if you're always ready to fly off the handle, if you have problems controlling what comes out of your mouth because you get angry, uh, you got to realize that, that that's missing the person of Jesus Christ in your life at every moment. Yeah. And he wants to change that. Yeah. Again, I think for his birthday, we ought to give him that. I think so, too. I think so, too. And then peace. Peace. Um he came to bring peace to the hearts of believers, not to this world, but to the hearts of believers. Um, and and I think the big peace, um, or the great peace, is knowing that this really isn't our home, and that we will have eternal peace one day. <clears throat> Looking into the face of Jesus, and, and you know, hearing him say, "I want to hear, well done." You want to hear, or at least want to hear, nice try. <laughs> no, I want to hear, well done. Come on, please help me, Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more humble, Paula. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, if Jesus just looks at me and says, you know, you tried really hard, yeah, yeah. that'd be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that about peace. Um, because if this world is your home, if you're living for this life, there can be no peace. Your flesh is insatiable. Its appetite is, is, uh, cannot be quenched. Um, but the same thing is true of the world. You can never meet the expectations of other people. Um, most of us can't even meet our own expectations. That's for sure. And so if we're looking for the measurements of this world to bring us peace, we're never going to have peace. I think of the rich young ruler who had everything going for him. He was rich. He was... Young, he was important. You know, he was and, handsome and handsome. He had, mm-hmm. I'm sure, drop mm-hmm. dead good looking. Probably six two. Um, and and yet he walked away sad. Uh, and he he came to Jesus knowing he was lacking something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the world does. And when we try to fit into the world, or when we try to 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 find satisfaction in the world, um, we always have that hole. Uh, sort of in the pit of our stomachs, because there's never any peace. And we're always on edge. And uh, I think one of the things that we've got to realize is that if Jesus truly is the Prince of Peace, um, he is the only source of peace. And anything short of that is going to be something that we're going to going to be lacking. Yeah. When he says that um, his thoughts are not like ours and his ways are not like ours, so that peace that passes understanding, we can get in line with and receive when we, I've been praying, Lord, make your thoughts mine, you know. Transform my mind to think like you. Um, you know, where it says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Um, Lord, help me in, in changing my thoughts. What are those thoughts that, are pleasing to you. And that, in, in that, you can have peace. For me, that's, that would be peace, to think more like Jesus than, than the world and my flesh. So that's where I'm, I'm trying to get to my peace. Mm-hmm. The next one, it says forbearance in this one, but patience. Sometimes patience is hard. I mean, sometimes. Uh, and you were talking the other day, you know that the Lord is never early. 
but he's never late. But sometimes he seems like he's really late. <laughs> but the patience, to be patient with others and be patient with ourselves and be patient with the Lord. Because when he doesn't answer, like, for instance, a prayer, you, 13 years, Lord, I was running out of patience, you know. But he said, uh, Paul, I'm patient with you. Be patient with others. And he says that to this day. Patience. The Lord is so patient um, because even as Christians, we're still sinners. And he's patient. He doesn't expect us to be perfect the minute we get saved. I'm so grateful. Um, but patient. Because um, he says, don't give up. Don't shrink back. Don't quit. Just because, you know, I, I tell people, uh, I got saved seven times because some people will say, man, I just keep on messing up. I, I, I don't even know if I'm really truly saved. And I was like, girl, I get you. I got saved seven times because, you know, I said the, the sinner's prayer, but then it seemed like I was still the same for so long. And sometimes they laugh, sometimes they cry, but it's the truth. And the, the Lord had to say, no, 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 be patient with yourself. You don't know me that well, but as you do know me, I think as it says at the end of our radio shows, if you fall in love with the Bible, you will fall in love with Jesus. And as you fall in love with him, he says, if you love me, you will obey me. So knowing him, knowing his word better, then he changes you. And But that takes patience. Yeah, and, and God is, is patient with their purpose. But then, I mean, um, uh, he he's transforming us. God is a bigger picture. You know, the, the study last Sunday where they were lowering, or not last Sunday, but the Sunday before, where they were lowering the, the man through uh-huh. the roof. The Your sins are forgiven. Jesus gave the guy what he needed, not what he wanted. And then, of course, he got what he wanted as well. Mm-hmm. But, but, but so many of us, you know, we tie answers to prayers to the things that we want. And it's in those times when Jesus says no. Uh, in particular, it's in those times when it seems like nothing is going on. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when he's doing the greatest mm-hmm. work in you. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's challenging us to trust him a little bit longer mm-hmm. each time. Mm-hmm. And if we'll let him do have his way, mm-hmm. um, even, even when sometimes that involves some suffering and some pain, it's in those times we hold on to him yeah. more tightly. Mm-hmm. And at the end, um, we get through it. And we can look back and say, wow, God, you are faithful, and I know you better now than I ever knew you before. You know, I think, Paula, we, we pray, Lord, I want to be just like you. And he says, really? Do you want to really be like me? <laughs> Holes in the feet and yeah. both hands. That's... Sometimes that, that's going to involve some, some suffering. suffering. And we have to be patiently enduring during mm-hmm. those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sang the song last night and with some of the lyrics, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, and that's where we really trip up. When I don't feel it, you're working. You're, uh, you're always at work, Lord. And so we thank you for your patience. And then kindness. You said on Sunday that there's nothing more manly than kindness. Yeah, I also made the men write it down. I said, take notes. <laughs> Men, write this down. Uh-huh. Kindness is attractive. Kindness is attractive. Kindness is hot. Yeah, yeah. And and we men, we just don't get that. Yeah. We just don't get it. Now, there's a lot of unkind women as well, but sure. I'm speaking generally. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, if if there's one thing on that whole list that we should be thrilled to give Jesus is, okay, Lord, I'm going to be kind. That's my gift to you. I'm going to be kind. And um, um, I know that's hard for a lot of people. We're so self-oriented. We're so focused on how we feel and what people are doing to us or how people are responding to us. And and it's hard for us to be kind if people aren't conforming to what we think they ought to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when it's really ought to be the easiest to be kind. Yeah. It's God's kindness that leads to repentance. Um if we want to emulate Jesus, then we've got to be kind with the people that we need to forgive us. Yeah. Kind. Be kind. Be kind as you're out there driving around. If you've got a pen, write it down. Yeah. Not be, in the car. Not if yeah. you're driving the car. Be kind in the parking lots because <laughs> that one little spot that comes available <laughs> may not have your name on it. Be kind. Be kind. It'll go much better for you. 
340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-5757 if you have any questions or comments, if you have any need to be encouraged by Paula. Go ahead. Okay. Now, you, I think you already landed on goodness. Yes. Um, but faithfulness. The Lord is faithful, and it's he who lives in us to will and to act for his good pleasure. So we can be faithful. But even when we're not, he still is. That is the most wonderful thing. It's like, Lord, I messed up, but he still kind of Rubik's cubes a lot of the things around to make sure it still works out the way he had it planned. And, and I'm so thankful for that. But we can be faithful and just wanting to be faithful in, say, for instance, um, I have said that I'm going to be on the worship team the first two Sundays of the month. I need to show up for the practice every time. Not There's nothing else more important. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm faithful. The Lord says, Paula, you're my, my bride. You're a bride to Ron, and you're a bride for me. And so I, I, I need to be faithful in all those. My eyes can't be wandering. My attitude can't shift to like, you know, <sighs> no, I get to be faithful and you know what, I, I really do love you. <laughs> but it's with Jesus' love. You know, you don't want my old stinky love. But it's, faithful. Yeah, it's faith, faithful to forgive. you got to forgive others the yeah. way you've been forgiven by God. Yeah. And and when we refuse to do that, um, then we're, we're not demonstrating a fruit of the Spirit. And I want to make something else clear, Paula, that, that when we fail in one of these areas... Willfully, mm-hmm. we're failing in all of we're them. We're failing in all of them because we're quenching the spirit. We're not walking by the spirit, then we can't produce the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And faithfulness is okay, Lord. I'm scared, but I'm not going to take matters into my own hands. Paul, uh, Lord, it's 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 not fair what people are saying about me, but but I'm not going to defend myself. Yeah. I'm going to trust you to defend me. Those are the the things that our flesh really rebels against. But what we've got to do is just, Lord, you're faithful, and I'm going to demonstrate faithfulness because I trust you. Not because it feels good, but because mm-hmm. I trust you. Mm-hmm. And when you when you give him the opportunity to do that work, you learn just how rewarding being faithful is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the next one, gentleness. You were cracking us up. With your little gentleman story, uh, but gentleness. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell it or, or no? It's my show. I'm giving you the opportunity. We can move on if you want. When, when we first when we first came to Texas, I didn't know what a gentleman's club was, and I saw them here, and they had gentleman's club on the things, and I figured. Well, as a gentleman's club, it's probably like a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had just gotten here, and there was a, a, a basketball game on that I really wanted to see, and our TV wouldn't work. You everything. mean the one with the little uh, coat hanger yeah, and the do, duct tape and stuff wouldn't on work. Now, This is 26 and a half <laughs> years ago. foil? <laughs> but when um, I said, well, uh, Paula, I'm going to go over to the sports bar mm-hmm. and watch the basketball game. Mm-hmm. And it was walking distance. I mean, I drove my truck then, but but it was walking distance. I mean, it was really close. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm just going to see how it's going, and I'll be back in a minute. I walked into a gentleman's bar or gentleman's club on Pat Booker Road looking for the big screen TVs, and believe me, there were no gentlemen in there. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. <laughs> you were back so fast. Paula, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't believe. Yeah. So, but, but the, the idea here is is gen, being a gentleman is sort of a lost concept in the culture that we live in. People use such foul language and and, and such volume at times. Um, we bogart our way into, into uh, well, well, that's my parking place. You mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, um, instead of being a gentleman, uh, even, even our bathrooms when I grew up used to say gentlemen mm-hmm. or ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't say that anymore. It's like men, women, caballeros, or or cowboys. Um, being a gentleman uh, is being like Jesus. He was always a gentleman. 
And when he was angry, he was anger. His anger was righteous, but he was still a gentleman. And he was still representing the one who sent him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we simply have lost that um, concept. We figure like, well, if I'm gentle, well, people are going to take advantage of me. And Jesus would say, they can't take advantage of you if I got you. Yeah. You, always t- you would always say, you can't be a victim if you're willing to be. Yeah. That's a volunteer. It's like the hands down, heart open. Lord, I don't like being hurt. That's all right. You're going to be hurt, but you're doing it for me. Yeah, you know, you don't have to fight your way through this world. You can be a gentleman. And again, I want to emphasize, uh, I was raised to be a tough guy. Yeah. My, my dad was a Marine DI, and yeah. and uh, he taught me to, to be forceful, to be aggressive. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just found that that doesn't play really well in the world. Yeah. It's, it's what got me to the place I was when I fell on my face and asked Jesus into my heart. So being a gentle man or a gentle woman is important. I, I can't imagine um, uh, somebody who's gentle ever raising their voice in anger. Yeah. I just I can't understand mm-hmm. that. And we justify doing, well, I'm only human, you know, and it makes me angry. Mm-hmm. No, but, but we can't do that. We simply can't do that. If you're gentle, if you're with Jesus, you can't do that. And so much damage has been done by moms and dads raising their voices in anger at their children, saying things that if they could take them back now, they would. But once they're out, you can't take them back. And, 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 and some of the things that our children have heard their father or mother say to their other parent is unforgivable. Yeah. And, and when, when we think about being gentle, no, I got to win. Mm. And being gentle is saying, okay, Jesus, how about you win today? And if we do that, it just changes everything. A gentle response turns away wrath, Mm -hmm. Solomon writes. So it's in our best interest to be gentle, and we can only do that if we're walking in the power of the Spirit. Yeah, amen. Um, And all of this, we have one more. What? Amen. (laughs) Amen. It's an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then self-control. Self-control. You know, all of these, uh, well, well, especially gentleness, patience, kindness, all, they all need self-control. We can control ourselves. And the, the wrap-up for all of this is you are saying it's better to give than to receive. So it's better to give love, you know, give joy. Make sure there's peace in your home. Um, be patient, give give it, give kindness, give goodness, give faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it's better to give all of those things than to receive. So even if it's not coming your way, you can still demonstrate it to others. You know, yeah. that's the re-gifting. Yes, yeah, self, self-control is, is uh, important. Discipline, it's discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not saying that thing that's on the tip of your tongue. It's not reaching out and hurting somebody with your with your words. Uh, it's not speaking ill of other people. We can control that. Even the looks. The looks. Yeah. We can control the looks because you can say a whole lot with your face than you even can with your mouth because you can give a, a look that says, if I could kill you, I would. We, we, so it's self-control even in our attitude. Um, the Lord says... The love of God has been shed abroad in, in your heart for others. And so we can even have self-control with our looks. Um, I was talking with someone the other day. She said, the looks I used to give my daughter for years, because she didn't want her, but here she was. And now this girl's a grown woman. And just two years ago, she finally said, I am so sorry. I did to you what my mother did to me. And I hated it then, and I just repeated the behavior. Please, would you ever forgive me? It was looks, not even so much words. Self-control, we don't have to do that thing that the devil is pushing the button to force us to do. Paula, now we're inside two minutes. What do you want to say for Christmas? I want to say... Clothe yourself with compassion. God's given us great gifts. Let's pick them up, 
put them on and walk in his goodness and kindness and love, joy, peace, patience, all of those awesome gifts and say, Jesus, let this be the best year ever um, because I'm going to give you me fully. And that's not a New Year's resolution. That's just common sense. Just be with Jesus. Just be with Jesus. <laughs> uh, hey, a couple of things before we sign off. I want everybody out there to have a wonderful Christmas. Just do me a favor. And please remember that he is the reason for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now, I know how obvious that sounds, but we forget about it sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if unsaved family is coming. But remember, keep Jesus at the center of your Christmas with your kids, with your spouse, with your neighbors and friends. Mm-hmm. It's all about Jesus this Christmas season. The other thing that I want to tell you is that if you will let him be the center of everything you do, His gifts to you will be unfathomable, incomprehensible. And that will, as Paula just said, make 2022 a wonderful year. I think we're going to talk about making 2022 a better year and our last one next Thursday, Paula. Okay. We'll we'll do something about that. A quick reminder, we're not going to be doing live shows tomorrow or on Monday. They will be rebroadcast. KSLR is going to be closed, the station. And uh, so uh, if you happen to be in your car and uh, you turn us on, they will be rebroadcast, so there won't be any phone calls. We will be back live on Tuesday, the 28th of December. Have a wonderful Christmas. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And no matter what else, remember, just be with Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. May the Lord be with you. May you fall in love with them. We'll see you next week. See you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The word to stand on for life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.